Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Sam Amick of The Athletic coming up here momentarily. Can I take a second to say uh, how grateful I am for uh, our station and our boy Scotty G and uh, Lloyd and Austin and, and Hans and DJ and PK. And, this better not be in order. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was just chatting with Scotty during the break. and <laughs> I appreciate everybody. I, I appreciate um, the ability to do what we do every day, Gordon. Well, there's no doubt about that, uh, and we're fortunate to be able to continue to do it, and we hope we're able to entertain and inform all our listeners, whatever condition they find themselves in right now. They can keep our spirits up, you know. It, we uh, This is, uh, as you uh, said yesterday, uncharted territory. It is true, and I think it's easy for some folks to get down a little bit, to feel quite concerned, as they should. Uh, in these times, uh, taking it very seriously. I just read that the U.S. now has more confirmed cases of coronavirus than anyone else in the co- in the world, any other country. And uh, that's that's something to be concerned about. So take it very seriously. But thank goodness for colleagues, friends, family members, people who uh, uh, help us feel better about what where we are and what station we're in, what condition we're in. And you started the show off by saying you were hopeful for the future, so I guess that's a good way to be. Yeah, very much, and, and just a little positive. I mean, you talk about stats like there are more confirmed cases than, than anywhere else, but right now the mortality rate is just above 1%, which is significantly less than 3 which is what some people were forecasting. So mm-hmm. that's that's okay. really good news, too. Yes. All right, uh, it's time for the uh, your NBA Daily Assist. Austin, let's do it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Of course, your daily assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online at leesheatac.com. He makes the magic happen for the athletic. He's our good friend, Sam Amick. Sam, how are you there in, in California where things have, have slowed down a bit? Hello, gentlemen. Uh, we're hanging in just fine, you know, just... Obviously, uh, staying close to home, although uh, now knowing I was going to talk to you gentlemen for a few minutes, I, I got the shoes on. I'm going for a walk. We're, we're trying to get up to 10,000 steps every day, and, and you're going to help me there. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we're trying. I mean, it's, you know, it's it, it's uh, obviously a scary time, but we're getting through it. Sam, what are you telling your – I know you have boys. Uh, what are you telling your kids uh, through this period of time? I mean, they're pretty on top of it um, from both a news standpoint and, you know, they're they're doing just fine in terms of being 
discipline. I mean, it's it's now getting into a new phase. So we got an eighth grader, and you know, I mean, he's expressed disappointment over different individual things that he's missing out on. Um, you know, he's going to find himself a freshman in high school without having ever really felt like he finished middle school. Now, obviously, it's even worse if you're a senior in high school. Little milestones like that. Um, but, you know, we're trying to get them, like a lot of parents, just in a routine. And I'm not going to lie to you, it's, it's pretty tough. Like, you know, just and it's one of those things, the, the power of school when it's normal times and, like, the pressure of, like, yeah, you got to wake up and make sure you get there before the bell rings and make sure you're, you know, doing what you're supposed to do. That's different than, you know, mom and dad nagging you because it's 830 and you still haven't gotten out of bed yet. I mean, that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Sam, I want to talk to you a little bit about the podcast you did with Joe Ingles. In fact, we brought it up on the show uh, a couple of days ago, right after you did it, and a number of things came up. But what was kind of your biggest takeaway from Joe? I mean, as always, Joe was was great. You know, I definitely contend he's one of the most relatable players in the league. Um, I have listened to his podcast with his wife, Renee, and with Aaron Fox, you know, uh, previously a fellow NBA scribe now with the Jazz, and so when I listened to their podcast, it was actually really helpful because it it kind of put me in a, a place where I could basically follow up on everything they'd talked about in our conversation. And, and my takeaways were that for one, you've got this family that's obviously from Australia, and, and in times of stress like this, any person is going to have this kind of this pull to to want to go home to where it's quote unquote safe and. You know, the discussion that we had about how the combination of the corona scare and, and everything that went on with the Jazz and then the earthquake after that, and then you had, you know, Joe and Renee looking at their twins and saying, man, it might be time to get on a plane and get to Australia. Um, and, and that kind of process for them, um, you know, I thought his kind of blow-by-blow of that night in Oklahoma City was, was pretty eye-opening when you talk about even the lead-up, the stuff about Quinn Snyder, you know, holding three different meetings before the NBA had really mandated anything, trying to alert the Jazz players to the dangers of COVID-19, um, you know, and then that day in Oklahoma, or I'm sorry, in Utah, when they had the uh, Toronto game, where they had a, a shoot-around, the University of Utah officials, um, health officials come by to educate them. You know, the, just kind of the blow by blow, and the next thing you know, you're you're in the middle of it in that Thunder game. Um, it's just insane what that whole group's been through, and, and you know, in combination of what's happened in the state with earthquakes and whatnot. Did you see Sam the uh, video online from Carl Anthony Towns? Absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, no, it is it, it, for sure, and that's the thing that you know is is pretty profound about this experience I think for all of us is that I can't in my lifetime I can't remember something that you hear that it's cliche but you hear that thing about you know oh this tragedy brought people together and but what's different about this is that it's not necessarily about bringing people together because to be honest I don't think that's totally true you have people yelling at each other about social distancing and judging each other and like everybody's trying to to get through it but what is unique is that it doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter how famous you are. And that kind of great equalizer 
and us seeing these celebrities go through regular human experiences in the kind of way that we don't normally share with them, I think is is pretty wild. Uh, and your heart goes out to Carl and his family, you know, just like your heart goes out to, you know, Jason Collins, who, you know, former NBA player who is, is now battling it, um, you know, and, and it just, it doesn't show any, you know, there's no discrimination whatsoever when it comes to the virus and where it's going to spread. And, and sadly, I think it's, it's definitely going to get worse before it gets better. Today, Sam, is John Stockton's birthday. Uh, what, hey, uh, uh, when I say John Stockton, what comes to your mind? What, uh, not that, not, you know, John probably wouldn't want me to ask this question, but what, what number are we talking? Oh, man, you would uh, just 58, <laughs> 58, says Austin. 58. All right, that's pretty good. Um, I mean, I just, just toughness and just, you know, just incredibly gritty competitor. Uh, it's funny, guys. I have, I don't think I ever told you this story. In my office, I have a roll of, uh, of athletic tape that I'm forgetting the year, but like when the Jazz played the Kings in the playoffs, um, you guys remember what year that was? Maybe. Well, his, his oh, final man, I, year because his career ended in around, Sacramento. Was, that was, was around 2000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, there we go. So I went, uh, I, I was still, I think I was finishing college, and I got credentialed as a member of the college newspaper. Now, I can share this story now and judge the heck out of myself. You're not typically supposed to steal things from a locker room when you cover a game. But I was kind of a kid, and I was a little starstruck. And this was not, you know, as offensive go, this wasn't that bad. But I, I might have grabbed a thing of athletic tape that was uh, being used by the great Carl Malone just because it was laying on the floor, and I was like, oh, that's a weird little keepsake. And, you know, and, and it was because, I, as a guy who grew up watching the game, I was in awe to get a, a little glimpse. You know, I didn't get to cover Carl and John when I finally got into uh, the industry. But, uh, it, you know, it's still in my office where I actually took a Sharpie and I wrote, I forget the score, but it says, you know, Utah, actually, you know, whatever the score is. And, and that was from their heyday. That was from the end of it. And that was the series where uh, where Chris Weber laid John out. And, yes. and it had a screen that jazz fans definitely thought was dirty. Um, but it also, I think, spoke to John, like, you know, the, the, the visual of laying John out in that sort of a competitive environment. Like, Chris did that because that was the head of the snake. And you knew that that was the only way you could, you know, win the psychological battle. And, you know, that's what John did to you. Um, <clears throat> you know, incredible pick and roll player and a guy that, uh, that just, you feel like he was put on this earth and play with the mailman. So those two guys obviously were incredibly special. Sam, what have you been up to since there's no games to cover? Have you been doing what a lot of folks are doing and looking back at past games? Uh, what, what What is it that's uh, keeping you occupied? Yeah, Gordon, I'll, I'll use you as my fellow, uh, you know, scribe therapist here. I don't think I've ever written so many things that never got published as I have in the last couple of weeks because, you know, I've done some looking back and then, like, I, I did a, a thing that's, you know, fairly stock. You know, it's not, not the most outside-the-box idea, but I was going to write, you know, my five personal most favorite games I've ever covered and kind of try to make it personal and share stories 
from behind the scenes that maybe I didn't share previously. And so most of that is already written and hopefully it gets published, but we kind of, we just kind of decided like, all right, we have some other stuff from other people getting, you know, into the kind of getting published right now. And I, so I've been writing and yes, a lot of it is looking backwards and reminiscing. Um, you know, some of it is we're going to do a, and this is again, something that's been done before, but we're doing a Jersey project where we'll take you through, you know, double zero up to, uh, up to a hundred, you know, the best players to everywhere, every single Jersey. And that's been taking up a lot of my time this week, a little tougher than I thought it would be. Just, you got some numbers where, you know, 400 different players might've worn the same Jersey number. And, and then you've got other Jersey numbers where it's either, either nobody or like one guy or two guys. So that's another project. Um, but it's all, you know, again, I always qualify it. We're not digging ditches, but it's, for what we do, it's, it is challenging to do it when your family's home all the time because I love being around them. But it's also, you know, we, we're trying to get these kids to, to have, you know, some normalcy and some structure right now. Um, so I'm not admittedly diving in on the work front like I would normally. Sam, if we do not get any more regular season games, who's your MVP? That would be Mr. Anadokounmpo uh, of the Bucks, not not the guy in L.A. for the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> or uh, I forget where his other brother plays. It would be Giannis. Uh, I think LeBron, you know, he, he was definitely cutting the gap, and I was starting to to basically say, all right, I'm going to watch this thing down the stretch. And my parameters had been, and who knows, I mean, I don't know what, the next few months look like, but my parameters had been that if the Lakers, you know, the Bucks dropped a few games, partly because Giannis got hurt, and if the Lakers could catch them on the record front, that does matter to me. Then it makes it easier to say, okay, even if Giannis is ahead of LeBron by a hair, if the Lakers have the better record, and then, then you get into the discussion about how the Bucks have a, a better record without Giannis than the Lakers do without LeBron, we would have a race. So I think we might have had a little bit of a race if this hadn't happened. But for the most part, people are still sleeping on how dominant Giannis' season has been. And it's really not an overstatement to say, and I've said this multiple times, that if you talk like when he's on the floor this season, he was doing Will Chamberlain at his peak things from a production standpoint. And that is a mathematical truth that I don't think people necessarily grip. Sam, other than the way coronavirus has taken over, uh, what was your biggest surprise uh, this past season? Biggest surprise? I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies come to mind. You know, you got this squad where really we, we didn't know what to think of their front office. They've had you know, turnover on that level. You had a guy named Zach Kleiman coming out of nowhere who's kind of a Ivy League attorney type that, you know, didn't necessarily have a basketball background and who is he and does he know what he's doing? Um, you know, you had a new coach in Taylor Jenkins, not sure what to think of him. And then John Moran comes in with the rest of that core with, you know, Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson Jr., um, they were exciting and obviously sitting in the eighth spot when we left this thing off. Um, you know, trying to think in, in the East, 
I mean, Philly's struggles on the on the negative side, I don't know if they surprised me, but they surprised me to this degree. It's just been, even though the record's not awful, it just, I mean, it feels like they're below 500 based on everything they've been through. And really, in your guys' backyard, I mean, the Jazz is up and down season. Mike Conley is not fitting in like they had hoped. Um, you know, that's it's always that tough equation of, you know, expectation versus outcome and results, and the Jazz paid a price for that because we all went into the year talking about them as kind of fringe title contenders. And, and, and again, all in all, they're still in a good spot, but it's been a, a tough way to, tough road to get there. Sam, do you think, since you're in their, in their backyard there near Sacramento, will the Kings, how long will it take them to get this thing put back together so that they can be a threat? It just depends on, I mean, they still have a chance. I don't know what the percentage will be, what the odds might be in Vegas, but like the, the major question mark here is, is Marvin Bagley, the third. That, you know, he's last year when he was on the floor, he was actually pretty good. You now, for a rookie, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're going to put a cap on it, but he was pretty good, but he, he dealt with injuries last year, and then he dealt with injuries again this year. And, Aaron Fox, I think we have enough sample size with Aaron to say, you know, he's a pretty darn good point guard. Pretty, you know, it's a guy that they built around. So if Marvin can stay healthy, you've got to wait and see how he fits in. Now, it could be a complete train wreck because I'll be honest, you know, they were winning games without him for the past five, six weeks. And, he's, you know, I wonder where his head is at as an athlete because, you know, it's now basically two seasons where you've disappointed the fans. And uh, so that's their only hope. If Marvin winds up being a bust or just not what they hoped, then it's going to be a while because I don't think De'Aaron by himself, even with some decent role players, is nearly enough. You need that. You know, they wanted De'Aaron and Marvin to be their version of Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. And, uh, you know, that's obviously not the case right now. The reason I asked that question is because you mentioned the playoff uh, matchups between the Kings and the Jazz. Those were fun times, man. Cover- I remember going to Sacramento and covering those series. And those were good, rugged, tough series. It was a lot of fun. No, they were great. And, I mean, I you know I wasn't from Sacramento because I grew up down in the Bay. But, like, I, I did kind of find myself uh, gravitating towards – those Kings teams. I was going to college at, at uh, <laughs> sorry guys, the ladies didn't start screaming. Um, they, uh, they were fun teams. And so I was, I went to college at Sacramento state and then all of your classmates, like the whole city was on fire. Like everybody didn't matter where you were from. You were going to watch C web and Jason Williams and Lonnie Divac and those guys. And eventually Brad Miller. And then Mike Bibby took over for Jason Williams. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great basketball town. Um, they just got to get there. And, you know, again, it's, I don't know what it's going to be. They still have, they, you know, a pretty fair amount of dysfunction that I think holds them back. But uh, when they get it right, you know, I think they, they could have that same dynamic again. Sam, enjoy the fresh air and the rest of your walk. And as always, we appreciate you jumping on with us. How many steps Thanks, did you guys. get in, Sam? How many steps? Well, we were getting we we're closing in on on uh, ten thousand, Gordon. I got to check, 
Oh, we made it. 10,322. All right. All right. And, and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say we made it. We're right there with you. So yes. we, we did it. We did. <laughs> you, you guys are my, my daily walk assist. I appreciate uh, it. Hey, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. See you guys. That's Sam Amick, our good friend from The Athletic, and always, always, always a highlight of the week. We love it when he has a chance to jump on with us. Man, I'll tell you, as he brought up that playoff series and and others, uh, my mind started uh, going back to that time. And really, I had I had good times going to Sacramento, Jake. It was fun. Those games were fun. They were competitive. You remember, uh, you know, Chris Weber and and uh, Peja hitting those shots from three points. Yep. I mean, the Jazz, you know, they had their hands full. Yeah, uh, those were some really really great teams. And and Sam mentioned it right there, but it is a really great basketball town. It is my my wife, uh, her roommate in law school is from Sacramento. She was just nuts about the Kings, and this was you know half a decade or later than uh, they had, the last time they had made the playoffs. I mean. They they love basketball there. That's why it would have been a shame if they would have lost the Kings. But now they just need a product to to kind of rally that around. Yeah, make smart decisions, and uh, you know, they, like Sam was talking about, they have some talent there. Uh, they have some guys that can really ball. They just got to put it all together so that it, I, the more the more I have watched uh, NBA basketball. The more I tip my cap to Jerry Sloan, who used to, and he's pretty smart, but I mean, he used to talk about how hard it is to win. And we just sort of took that for granted all those years when when the Jazz were so successful. But uh, it, it is tough for teams to emerge and to make progress. And we've seen it with the Jazz uh, since Quinn Snyder got here. You know, that sort of that trajectory, that climb, trying to get up past where you were before. Tough. It is tough. Want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors. Uh, They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brick, Stone, and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit Fashion Rain Gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. More Big Show coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Joe Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Big thanks to Sam Amick, who jumped on with us in the last segment. Uh, George Niang of the Utah Jazz is going to join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, so make sure and stay tuned for that. Uh, Gordon, there's been an interesting, um, I guess, would you rather kind of situation that's been that's gone viral today, and I wanted to, to run it by you and Austin real quick, all right? Okay. Uh, let's see. This Twitter account, StatFax, S-T-A-T-F-A-C-T-Z, uh, throughout uh, this, uh, would you kind of, would you do this? Uh, Austin, I'm going to throw it your way because I know what Gordon's answer is okay. going to be. But you're, you're, you're who I think we should start with here. Would you, uh, would $2,500 be enough for you to box with Mike Tyson for 15 minutes with no gloves. Twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred bucks. Two thousand five hundred dollars for how long? Me? Fifteen minutes. No gloves. Him no gloves or me no gloves. Him no gloves and you no gloves. 
Oh, well, if he was wearing gloves, I might say yes. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I might. He would pulverize you. But it's $2,500. Okay, so let's let's get rid of the 15 minutes here for a second. And let's get rid of the no gloves for a second. Let's say you have to go three rounds, three five-minute rounds, or until you're unconscious. Well, that is 15 <laughs> minutes. Oh, I suppose that would be 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, good math there. Never do math on the air. Hey, you're, you can't get one Okay, all right, there, so Jake. it is 15 minutes. 15 minutes or you're unconscious. 2500 is not enough. What would what would the price tag be? Uh, you put another comma in there, and we're doing it. So twenty five k. You don't need ten k. What is it? okay? Stop and think about this. What is it worth it to you to get knocked out? 10,000 or more. And I not mean, not just knocked out, but probably take some some collateral damage along the way. My daughter yeah. used ten thousand dollars. I'll tell you. You you may never be the same. I won't anyway. But ten grand is a lot of money. It's good to be rich. All right, Gordon, what's what's your Here price tag? <laughs> to get in the ring with Mike Tyson. Three rounds till you're unconscious Come or on. make it three rounds. A, a million. I thought you'd be I don't higher. Know. I that, thought it'd is, be higher, too, actually. You is, do it for a Mike, cool mill. Is Mike, uh, what kind of shape is Mike in these days? Pretty good. Because on this blog that I read about this, there's a video of him doing some airboxing or whatever they call it, Here's shadow the problem, boxing. The problem with doing that, stepping You know, I had a speed bag Mike, as a kid, the, Jake. Yeah, the, the problem with doing that is you might die. There is that. You probably will. Yeah. I don't think you probably would. There's that possibility. There's a good chance. There's a good, good chance. chance. You... Come on. Not good chance. He's going to take you out. He, first, it depends on his attitude. He could sit there and pull. It just, just absolutely make you suffer for a while. And anytime he wants to, he's going to knock you out. I mean, he's not just going to knock you out. He's going to knock you into tomorrow. Hmm. People don't realize how good these guys are, how strong they are, how powerfully they punch. I mean, you take an average dude and put him in the ring with, with, with that guy? He'll die, yeah. And I understand that he's not what he once was, but, I mean, <laughs> it would it's absolutely guaranteed you're not going to uh, be there. You're going you're gonna to last about a minute if he wants to make it last that long. What if you had a, a football helmet on? <laughs> uh, Guess he could still slug you in the stomach and kill you. Yeah, they'd probably knock you out by hitting you in the stomach. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's say... What if I had a weapon of some kind? <laughs> let's say, Gordon, you had to fight and, uh, you know, in, in, I guess not box, but like like schoolyard fight. Scrap? Yeah, right. You had to do it, but your opponent had to be one coach around here. Who would you least want it to be? Current or all time? Current. Current, not who not least, who you'd most want it to be, but least want it to be. In any sport, would you want it to be Coach Wit? Nope. Yeah, Wit would be up there. Uh, yeah, what do you I mean, mean any sport? Who are you con- considering from a peripheral sport? I don't know. Um, let's see. I you um, know I don't I don't think Quinn Snyder I, I, I is think, much of I a think, brawler. I think uh, I think Kalani. Would pack a punch. I think, yeah. I, and he's younger than Wit. 
Yeah. Larry Kriskoviak's got the reach. Yes, he. And he's, you know, tall folks are usually heavier than you'd think. You know what I mean? They usually, there's more mass there. Yes. As we found out with uh, Sean Bradley that time. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. Have you ever looked in Craig Smith's eyes? See, the man's a little loose. Yeah, the, see, there's that factor too. The the uh, crazy, right? Uh, Mark Pope's a pretty big guy. Yeah, tall. Jay Hill would go twelve with you. Yeah, Jay. I feel like Jay would be scrappy, right? And he was uh, he was what a defensive back back in his day, a safety. Those special teams minds, they are they're crazy. You know, a guy who's a coach, uh, a high ranking coach, that would be. You'd want to get in the ring with because he, you could probably dust him easily. Be Morgan Scally. <laughs> really going to throw out that, especially on the day where he was here on the station. <laughs> That's right. It was on with DJ and PK this morning. I, I'm just kidding. He's that guy's in good shape. Oh man, that is a tough, tough question. Oof. Who would you most like to uh, go up against? I don't know who's the smallest, scrawniest guy around. Randy Ray's not huge. <laughs> didn't they used to call him when he was uh, when he was Stu Morrill's uh, assistant? Didn't they call him Yogi and Boo Boo? I don't know, but that's hilarious if they did because Stu yeah. was tall. Stu, or I yeah. say was, Stu oh, is tall. Yeah, Stu yeah. is a big man. He's like no probably what six it. six, six five, maybe even taller. Stu was tall. I remember uh, Tim Buckley asking. This question, he used to cover the jazz for the Desert News. He uh, he asked, like, three of us if we thought we could take Jerry Sloan. Uh, this was... Uh, like three probably, on one? Yeah. So and you, T-Buck, like, and who? No, not, not... He wasn't including himself. I think it was me and... I don't know who else was at that table that day. I think it was Kevin... And I well, the answer the obviously one. is no. You, Kevin, <laughs> no. and T. Buck, no, and this, no, 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 no. Buckley, Buckley was not including himself. He he was just pointing at three of us. It might have been like DJ or somebody like that, and asked us if we thought the three of us. And this was when Jerry was probably in his sixties. But you I and mean, Kevin are the other two, so I'm, <laughs> I'm taking I, I Jerry. Think, <laughs> Probably a smart way to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm going uh, with Jerry. A smart way to go. But uh, Jerry in his prime, are you kidding me? Would you want to pick a fight with that oh, guy? No, never. Griscoviak would be a tough out because, I mean, he that's what he did when he played in the NBA. See, that he might be the answer right there. The it might be Griscoviak, the one I would least want to, to fight. That's got to be that's got to be the answer. He'll right kill there. you just by talking to you. That voice, that gravel. <laughs> it is. He's got a great radio voice. Larry Kraskovich, there. You oh. just die right there. And I'm gonna rip your arm <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be who's the, that guy? You who think has God's great, talking to you? It's, it's who, who's the guy with the great gravelly voice? Is it Sam Elliott? Yeah. Oh, he's got the yeah. best voice in the world. Yeah. yeah. Larry's not far behind. He, yeah. He would be. Uh, he would fit right in with that. I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. Our what, friend what is, uh, Wild Turkey Fart Blunt says that Steve Clark would knock your block off, Gordon. <laughs> Steve Clark. <laughs> what is Steve's like five nothing, isn't he? I don't know how, how tall. tall is, I don't know how, how tall, tall Steve, Steve is. Clark. I don't know. I, all those. Hey, and we can't underestimate the little guys. I mean, some of those guys are tough as nails. Now, Gordon, if you had to fight somebody on staff, who would you most <laughs> want it to be? 
fight somebody on staff. Not least wanted to be because Hans is the easiest answer there. So who would you most want your opponent to be? Somebody on staff. Austin's uh, the least gifted producer I've ever had. <laughs> wow, that was aggressive. <laughs> no, I wouldn't pick Austin. I, I, I wouldn't pick see. Austin either. Austin is fat. Wow. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I might have to go with Dirty Lloyd. <laughs> Wait, one. Why? Why would you pick Lloyd, and why are you calling him Dirty Lloyd? Is that is that something that I, I missed? You saying he's like a dirty fighter, or he just has bad hygiene, which is not <laughs> no. just not good in today's day and age? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 uh, Lloyd, Lloyd's Dirty big... Lloyd. <laughs> I'm calling him Dirty Lloyd from here on out. How about just Mr. Dirty? Fuzzy Pants? <laughs> He's got that. He's got the voice too. So you're, I mean, pick, maybe, you're picking maybe, Lloyd. Maybe maybe Lloyd would be able to conjure some of that strength he has in his voice and just knock it right out. Dirty I, Lloyd, I tell you. How about you? How about you? Dirty Lloyd. <laughs> I'm taking dirty too. I'd fight dirty. <laughs> Austin, who would you pick, man? To to uh, that I have to fight here on staff, yeah. Adrian. Uh. Because we'll just end up laughing and, and go out for a bite to eat or something. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Dirty Lloyd. Everybody has somebody that they work with that you don't want to mess with. I mean, everybody's got that guy. Who's that person yeah. of the trip? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, on the sports staff, I'd say Josh Newman. He's a big dude. He's a big guy. Uh, well, just because you're big doesn't, you know. Eric Wolf has well, got know. that crazy I look. I haven't been in the gym with these guys working them around the ring. I, I don't know. I don't know who can fight and who can't. Well, who would win between you and Joe Baird? Uh, we're both an old, a couple of old codgers. That's not an answer. I don't know. I have no idea. Sorry. I'm going what what if we tied your dominant hand behind your back, both of you? Then who's going to win? Well, see, well, I did Gordon had some... hit a grand slam. Oh, yeah, sides. that's yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did have some fighting skills back in the day, as I've uh, indicated to you guys. Uh, did take some boxing lessons and uh, had a speed bag, as I talked to you. About. I know we don't talk a lot of boxing on this show, but over the weekend, I had a speed bag when I was a kid. <laughs> Thank goodness we found out I was really good with the speed bag, but but I, the last fight I got in, uh, I think was in like eighth grade, and it uh, I did you make it, it count? Is it because you stole your friend's girlfriend? No, it was a big. This was a big guy who was super tough, but he I couldn't back down, and he he stepped right into me, and so so we squared off and. And uh, after a few exchanges, he popped me right in the forehead, and I thought I was gonna—I thought I was gonna just be out. So instead, I turned to him and I said, "Maybe we shouldn't do this." And I sat down. <laughs> That's the last fight I think I've ever gotten. Maybe we shouldn't do this, huh? That worked, huh? <laughs> that saved my life, I think, that day. Not Sports Board coming up next. George Niang at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Don't forget George Niang joins us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. It's coming up. Excited for that. But until then, we have the Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Cars Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? Where I've got what I've got in front of me is something that uh, the single fellows out there might want to turn up their volume to hear. And I don't know how whether this is in good taste or not. But before I divulge the information, let me ask you guys: back when you were cavorting around, did you have any decent pickup lines? Got to admit, I wasn't really a uh, wasn't really a pickup line. I usually went with, like, "Hello," <laughs> like that. Hi. <laughs> hello. Hi. How are you? Hello. How you doing? Denver. Hello. <laughs> no, it's just like Hi there. the uh, the Pac twelve uh, Pac twelve media day. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. In. There's my picture. Elizabeth, line. how's it going? <laughs> hey, Sarah, how are you doing? <laughs> that's pretty much it. That, 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 that's that, all you that, that was my game right there. Stacy, how you doing today? <laughs> that I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, it wasn't successful. Oh, brother. How about you, Us? Nah, I, I never really did. Uh, I was, first of all, this is going to shock the world. But I was never very suave or smooth with the, uh, the females ever. I never really did have much success there. But I did once in high school... Uh, I had a friend that was a girl, not my girlfriend, but a friend that was a girl that gave me uh, a shirt or something that had a whole bunch of different pickup lines on it, and I thought it was pretty funny. I never did use any of them, though. Do you remember which, which ones were Oh, good? they were they were stupidly funny. Like, if I rewrote the alphabet, I'd put you and I together or, or uh, things like that. So. What about you, Gordon? Well, didn't use pickup lines, no. Because... You ever read the trib? <laughs> I've been married for many years before. Before I started, oh, I want to. I want to hear an example. I I didn't use pickup lines. I just uh, I was all about the relationship. I I wasn't trying to uh, uh, have any kind of you know one night stand or anything. You know, see, back in your single day, uh, Gordon. You know, oftentimes politics can be an icebreaker. I th- I would have thought you'd gone with something like, "I voted for Thomas Dewey." How about you? <laughs> you think that might have worked? I don't think so. I didn't use them. I didn't use them. I I just uh, tried. I did what you did, Jake. I just tried to. Uh, I I mean, I wasn't Shrekian about it. I mean, I wasn't like Austin saying. All right. Well, we've got to get to George coming up. So let's. All right. Why do you bring this up? Social distancing pickup lines. All right. Uh, If COVID nineteen doesn't take you out, can I? No. No. Is that hand sanitizer in your pocket, or are you just happy to be within six feet? Okay. (laughs) Do we? Should we? Proceed. No, no we I, never. No, I it's four fifty. This should never right. happen. Since all the public libraries are closed, I'm checking you out instead. This is like what you said earlier, Austin. Uh, you can't spell virus without you and I, baby. Ugh. Do you need toilet paper? Because I can be your Prince Charmin. That's terrible. This is all terrible. That's what horrible. do you mean? Just that. I saw you from across the bar. Stay there. 
Okay, that one's funny. <laughs> without without you, my life is as empty as the supermarket shelf. Mm. Hey, babe, can I ship you a drink? Mm. You can't spell quarantine without you are a QT. Worst one yet. Uh, I really can't stay. And baby, it's COVID-19 outside. <laughs> okay, that's the end of that. I, I've just George Yang joins us coming up next. Don't blame me. I didn't author these. Half of those got online. dumped. So. Yeah, but you, you read Did them. Did you really dump no. those? <laughs> Stay tuned. George Yang with us next. Bad. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.